Hey guys, and welcome to the Dumb Things Podcast. My name is Steven. And I'm Randy. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, please don't forget to take a second to drop a review, and please follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast, so you can stay updated whenever we drop a new episode. That's right. And unless something happens or we get lazy, you can expect a new episode first thing Monday morning. So you can make that your Monday habit. Start your week right with a dumb thing. All right. Speaking of dumb things, uh, if you have a topic in mind you want us to talk about or you want some advice, you can email us at our brand spanking new email, thedumbthingspodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Yes, yeah. we would. So yeah, if you guys want to shoot us an email, sorry, my OCD kicked in. Yeah. I had to change the email address to make sure everything's streamlined. But we're good now. And look at us. We're on episode five. Wow. And the response has been great, man. I mean, uh, episode five, thank you to everybody who's been listening. We appreciate you so much from every corner of the world. That's so crazy. It's amazing. It is actually kind of crazy. I'm actually going to pull up our analytics right now. So basically, most of our listeners are coming from the Philippines, obviously. Yay. Our second um, tier is actually coming from the U.S. So Shout out probably, for, yeah, our, our friends. <laughs> probably a lot of my family and friends tuned in. I'm sure. Um, and also, we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. So wherever you're tuning in, thank you so much. Uh, thankfully, now I think we're pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Spotify, Google, Apple, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm looking down the list. We even have listeners from Canada and like Hong Kong. So that's really that. crazy. So, hi. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. How have you been, buddy? I've been great, man. It's been uh, it's been crazy past few weeks. I've been feeling good. Uh, if you remember, we were talking about fitness the last few episodes, and uh, I've I've taken up taken it up another level. I finally got myself a trainer. We've been training just like you. I know you've been training hard too. And uh, here's to hoping we lose all of that quarantine weight soon. <laughs> it, it's tough, man. But I'm really happy that you started. Um, the hardest part is starting. Once you get started, the next hardest part is just the consistency. I and know. trust me, I'm no expert. You know, I'm doing the best that I can also. It's been rough. And uh, well, we're trying. And the food has been an extra part of it. We've been eating vegan lately. Uh, I was showing you pictures of all these things I've been eating of vegan tocino and vegan lechon kawali dude it's so bizarre it tastes exactly it like sounds it sounds bizarre man who the hell would make a vegan version of that stuff bro it's so good i just i just had that vegan lechon kawali it's freaking me out even the fatty part tastes like fat i'm so scared i'm gonna have to try that out just to be sure but i'm excited too you know we're on episode five and i'm also excited because we finally got to see each other after so long i yeah. think it's the second time I've seen you since I've come back from Manila. That has been so, great. And I introduced you to Cabo. I, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, board game salesmen, they are the best, man. We ended up going to, uh, what is it, um, gaming library uh, a week ago. And we were me and Candy were just like shopping around. And one of the salesmen there, he's like one of those all-knowing oh my board game nerds. I mean it in the the best way because I'm super fascinated with how he knew everything about all yeah. these games. They literally bring you into the store and they're like, "Hey, how's it going? Uh, what are you in? What are you looking for?" Like you know, there's like a huge wall of board games, and we're like, "Oh, we're just looking for a game maybe for two players." And he's like, "Here," and he points out like three or four games. Oh my goodness! Uh, do you like adventure? Do you like uh, magic? Do you like what? this? And they know everything. Do you like magic? 
Why, yes, I do. Poof. And then disappear. Just kidding. Ex- exactly. <laughs> And it was crazy because we weren't really planning on buying anything. Dude, we ended up spending like 2,000 pesos oh, and we bought like two different games. That means he had a great salesman. They should yeah. they should keep that guy. Shout but out he, to, I think his name was Carlo. This Carlo and Willow. Oh. They, they they made the sale. So we bought, uh, I, I brought Cabo, which you played the other day. I brought it to your house. Which and we great. also bought this game called Unmatched, which is really cool. It's like it basically pits two popular characters against each uh, against each other. Other, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> the game we got is the Jurassic Park version, so it's Robert Muldoon. If you remember, he's yeah. the guy that fights the Raptors. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember him. So that's the game. It's really cool. Oh, and I'll bring it over to your house. The only yeah. thing is, you can only play it with two players. So. Oh, we can try. And hey, yeah. which is great because it we have a great topic today. But that being said, with the games. Here's a pro tip, guys. Go out, meet your friends with some social distancing. Make sure you're safe. And then play a game because, you know, stop it with this Among Us already and doing it so far (laughs) away from each other. I haven't gotten into that yet. I'm going to try getting into that. That looks Uh, really fun, though. I will admit we have been playing. But we were playing as a group, so that was still fun. I mean, you still made it like a social Yeah, some social interaction is always a good thing, guys. Get out into the world. Get some sunshine. I know it's hard these days, but yeah, wow. No, but I love board games, and like we're recording this on a rainy afternoon in Manila, yeah. and that's one of the things I used to love doing as a kid. If if I knew it was raining, I this knew we were gonna perfect. play board games. This would yeah. be a perfect time to play. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Randy was kind of touching on today's topic, and you probably see it now uh, by reading the description of this episode. Today's topic is something that came to our minds since Randy and I both recently watched uh, the Social Dilemma on Netflix, and it kind of brings to light the bad side of all these technological advances we're living through, uh, we've lived through, and also, of course, social media, cell phones, the list goes on. My gosh, Um, yes. It does, right? You know, we kind of take it for granted. You know, we have this really uh, powerful piece of equipment in our hands every single day. My goodness, and and just the advancement, the speed of technology these days from when it started, say, it hasn't even been 20 years, I would say. And no, probably early 2000s is when we started getting into, you know, cell phones. I mean, before cell phones, if you talk to somebody in the 90s and early 2000s of a cell phone, their picture of a cell phone is this huge blocky brick. I've had you one know, of those. Yeah. I've had one of those too, those old Nokias where yeah. you could like charge it once and it'll last for two weeks maybe oh, yeah, if that's you don't use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, and oh my gosh, it was it was in black and white. It was pretty much just sending a message was like the most amazing thing you've ever experienced in your life. And it's funny you mentioned that because you and I, uh, full disclosure, me and Randy are in our mid to late 30s, somewhere around in that range. We're, we're I wouldn't say special, you know, our moms thinks we're, we're special, but we're kind of lucky because we're one of the few generations that got to experience both sides of the coin. Obviously, we had our lives before cell phones, before social media, and then boom, it hits us. And then five, ten years down the road, you know, everyone has their phones. Some people are glued to it yeah. more than others. For you, it's we feel like old people. Like, let's tell the kids yeah. what life was before no, no. social media and it's all these true. phones. It's been crazy because we are that generation who has an idea how it feels like to be in a world where there was really no internet. I mean, we are the gatekeepers of the millennials. We are in the cusp of that age range. And um, it's kind of cool, too. I'm so glad I got to experience both sides. Um, 
But it was so different back then. Uh, let me start it off with, I remember when we first got internet and it was dial-up, bro. Same, you, same. My dad would get so pissed off because he couldn't get on the phone if I was on the internet. So like, get off the damn phone! <laughs> get off the damn same. internet! And th- and then you would get mad at him for picking up the phone or something oh, and you would get disconnected. Yeah, you're like, I'm all, my, my webpage has almost opened after waiting for a good 10 minutes for the page to open. And then he picks up the phone and it's gone. I will never forget it is, that. It's crazy when you think about it. Like, you know, there was a time where we could probably, we couldn't even do what we're doing right now. I mean, obviously, we're recording this podcast yeah. uh, remotely, you know, because of COVID and everything. Dude, we couldn't do this before. This, this is not this is not possible. This is some Jetsons, Star Trek type shit that you would have never imagined. No, let me, let me rephrase that. You would have imagined it, but you would have never thought would be possible at your lifetime. It was the things that we can do now with technology. And I would know because not only with social media, but my job in general uh, works with a lot of technology for for entertainment productions. So we use a lot of technology and the processing speeds that we work with is just unbelievable. The stuff that we can do now is just mind-blowing. Then I think about just 20 years ago where I wouldn't even dreamed of stuff like this, like just playing... A Nintendo 16-bit would be the most high-tech thing I've I've done. <laughs> yeah. No, it's crazy. If you go down the list, like let's just quickly on your cell phone, what are things you can do? Obviously, you can call, you can text, you can, you can post on social you media. You can take a picture. You can take a picture. You can take a video. You can receive you can emails. Go, you can receive emails. You can go live. You can purchase things now. You can book a grab. You can it's, find a girlfriend if you wanted to. There you go. (laughs) You hit the biggest one right there. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's crazy. There is an app for pretty much anything you need to do. Pretty much everything. Anything. You can listen to this podcast. That's true. Putting it out there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You know, personally for me, um, social media, cell phones, I think my first experience getting a cell phone was in high school. I think I was third or fourth year high school. And to be honest, dude, I'd never really used it. The only person I talked to on my cell phone was my mom. Oh my gosh. That's it because she used it, you know, the like if I had after school activities like soccer practice or if I went somewhere with my friends, it kind of eased her mind like, okay, I can contact you, I can call you. That's and true. that was crazy because before, if you needed to contact your parents or your friends, you had to use a landline. You had to call. And you had to call somebody. You had, you had to hope that person was home. Or you're screwed. Yeah, exactly. And you had to remember their number. That's because, true. Dude, I think that's one thing that's really um, kind of gotten lost in all of this. You know, since we have so much access, we have all this storage. I think our memories kind of suck nowadays. That's true. And also, I remember having um, phone books. So you can kind of figure out uh, the number of people. But also, yeah, now I have trust issues. I remember back in the day, bro where we would make plans and we'd call each other on the phone like, all right, Steven, we're going to meet in McDonald's by the mall at 10 a.m. <laughs> all right, we're going to see each other there tomorrow. Okay, yep. okay. And I'm sure I'm going to see you today with social media, with cell phones and technology. Dude, more people are flaking. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird. What? And you can catch them because you, you can, can see catch them. It. You're like, I see you online. I, I know I what saw you're your doing. Stories. You posted, you dick. I know where you are. Yeah. 
Man, it is crazy when you think about it. Like how far we've come oh. from using MySpace, oh Friendster. My oh my. Okay, what was the first um, social media platform that you signed up for, and what was your experience like? I want to say it's MySpace, and I remember being in college, and I remember we had an English class where we all had these computers. Yeah. But the computers were kind of built into the desk, so it's funny because like only you could see the screen. Oh. And you were supposed to use the computer for your work. I'm using air quotes right now. <laughs> but of course, half of us were on MySpace because this was the early 2000s. So this was like the hot spot of or the hot, hot time of MySpace. MySpace was the king. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And you I remember MySpace because you would actually know when they were online. I remember. And you'd that send was e- cool. Yeah. And you'd send each other messages. And then it was kind of a free for all. So you. You would meet people from different parts of the world and you would start chatting and talking about whatever. And, you know, it was crazy. Give it to people to figure out how to make MySpace terrible by sending each other nude pics. But, you know, (laughs) that was a... Oh my gosh, I remember that. That is a totally different story. Right? Um, It's crazy if you think about it in the time, time frame. MySpace started in 2005. Facebook around the same time. Twitter started in 2006. Instagram actually just celebrated their 10th anniversary. Crazy. You know, it feels like this technology has been around for a while, but they're actually not that old. And the advancements they've gone through. Yes. It's really it's really insane. Okay, uh, so we've kind of opened it up. We know what it was before social media, you know, all the phones and everything. Mm -hmm. We're living right in it now. Mm hmm. There are some bad sides of having, you know, too much social media, too much phone usage. I agree. I mean, there's a lot of pet peeves I have around people. For example. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I want to hear this. Yes, I do. I'm so excited about it. I, I too, have a lot of angry uncle pet peeves. I'm like, these kids. This is going to be the angry guy part of the show, I guess. All Um, right. Some pet peeves of mine, just getting it out there. I just hate it when, like, I like to eat, you know, and I will take a picture of my food. I just don't like the people that have to set up a fucking pictorial for the food. Like, everyone's like, okay, can you hold the light over there? Uh, move your head. Oh you're in you're, gosh, you're in the yes. way. Uh, can you not touch the food yet? Can you reset that? Um, you notice you everybody takes a picture of their food these days? It's just the yeah. thing. Yeah, oh. it's crazy, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'll give you what a, about you? I'll give you a pet peeve. I... Just completely hate it when I scroll through Instagram and I see this incredibly artistic photo of you of someone somewhere in 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 a tra- in in one of their travels, right? Yes. And the caption has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the photo, absolutely nothing. Agree. <laughs> and I'm like, I know where you're going. I'm like, what the fuck does this even mean? But there's a lot of that. Okay, what else? What else is, is, is no? Your pet that's peeve? one of them too. I hate those because they have no connection and they sound so dumb. It's like literally like a picture of them sitting down in a chair, and it's like it's only when you lose yourself that you truly find out who you are. It's like shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut that shit up. Like where did you Google that? That means oh. yeah, that means nothing. I I I really I crack up because I know a few people who do that. It's like every time they post a picture, it's like oh here comes this but deep quote. Nah, yeah. I and wonder. Where they get those deep quotes, man. I'm sure there's like a place where they're all stored and either you can sign up like for a membership or something like that. I always wonder. 
I always wonder where they get those deep quotes, and I'm like, then they start quoting authors, and I'm like, really, dude? I've never seen you read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please tell me more about this book. You know, put them on the spot. What else yeah. did you know about that book? Oh, yeah. What um, else? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that kind of gets on my nerves, and maybe this is me just being me, I guess. Yeah. I don't like people whose feed is literally only their face. Oh yes. Oh yes. I get it. It's 2020. You know. I mean, people have made livings. Let's let's not kid ourselves. People have made livings off of Instagram and other true, social media true. outlets. But Jesus Christ, like, I want to see something other than your face. Like, I know what your face looks like, especially if I'm your friend. I'm pretty familiar with what your face looks like. My, I want to see your dog. Yeah, my favorite see... part. Yeah, what else? My favorite part about that is I see your face, um, but there's nothing really in the background. I just love that you give me the decency that you, t- uh, what do you call this? You check into a place, like... I'm at I don't know Boracay, but I could I can't even see the beach. It's just your face. <laughs> oh well, you've seen. There's been a lot of these influencers that get caught like uh, trying to do people that they're like maybe on a private jet or they're no. at the beach. Oh yeah, there's a lot of these that have come out where people are just like, uh, for example, How? there's a girl pretending she was on the beach. It turns out she was just lying down in her garden, which also happens to have sand, and she lied down. So oh. it looks like she's lying down on a beach. But she's actually just in her backyard. And they have these. Um, I forget what they're called. They're called like influencer pop-ups, I believe. Basically, they're like these uh, exhibits. And they're very, and I hate the fucking term, Instagrammable. Like they're very colorful. They have like backgrounds where you can take pictures. And it looks like maybe you're in a different place. You know that that's a thing. Um, I've, I've had some conversations with uh, interior designer friends. And... Once they start designing for a restaurant or a public space, that those are the requirements. It has to be Instagrammable. There has to be yeah. areas where people can take a picture. It's the way to to kind of generate some success in your business. And that's just bizarre to me. It's bizarre, but I, I, I kind of understand it. Like it is helping their brand. Um, there's like a local frozen yogurt place that I like to go to here. And they have this little spot right next to the cashier. And I kid you not, it's very smart of them. It has their logo and it has like a cool background. And dude, like half of the people that buy their yogurt there. Post. they po- Yeah, they move over to the side. They take a story and boom. Now their brand just hit like another 50 to 100 people. And they didn't have to do anything about it. Yeah. So I get it. I get it. I'm not trying to be an, uh, you know, an angry old man. Like, why are you guys using social media all the time? Because I'm guilty of it too, man. No, I agree. I mean, it has uh, been helpful to a lot of people. And, you know, talking about influencers still, I mean, there wasn't even a job that, you know, there wasn't an influencer. There wasn't a thing. There was a no job that says you're an influencer and you you know there's no such thing but now there is and and I'm not I mean I'm sorry for my ignorance I have a lot of influencer friends and god bless you you know go 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 do your thing and you know go for the for your hustle and that's cool I have no idea what they do I guess they promote <laughs> they promote the brand I don't know they take really amazing photos I have to say I have no idea how they do it it's amazing. I feel like they have a photographer that walks around with them because it's so good. And kudos to that because I can't take amazing photos like that. But No, I give them props also. Dude, I take shitty photos. It takes me... <laughs> if while. I need to post a photo 
or if I want to post a photo of myself, it's gonna be a struggle. So sometimes I just don't because yeah. I'm like, it's too much of a hassle. But so credit to them for being able to take really good photos. But like you said, being an influencer, like if you break it down, what are you doing? You should be influencing people. Yeah. I think a lot of these influencers, like let's give them credit. Okay, this is their job. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's that much of a job, really. You're using the word job lightly. But a lot of these guys, it's really all about the image and there's no substance. And that's actually scary when you think about it because, um, again, you know, I get I get it, um, but it's it's a very dangerous thing when you have an audience. You see, a lot of people don't exactly. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize when they start posting things, you know, I'm an influencer. But the key word there is to influence, and which means you are influencing a group of people. And that's a lot of power. And some people don't take responsibility for that. And they just, yeah. you know, and it's scary because as influencers, you want to you wanna present the best of everything, which then creates this illusion of a perfect life or a perfect anything. And yeah, like no problems. Yeah. Everything's great. And I'll be I'll be honest, man. There's a lot of times where I get caught, you know, going down the rabbit hole on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, especially on Instagram, obviously, since it's always visual and you see these people posting and you're like, man, their lives look so great. You know, they look like they're wealthy. They're traveling. Everything is just happy. Yeah. And it makes you feel jealous, man. That's I think that's one bad side of uh, Instagram. If we're just going to focus on Instagram. You know, you go down this feed and of course, dude, who's going to post bad things? You know, oh, by the way, this is me when I broke my arm. You know, this is me when I was like really, really fat. Or you know what I mean? This is me on a bad day. And this is me when I'm not feeling okay. You'll never see that. All you see is the best. And we're all guilty of that. Why would you post a picture of you being sad? We all post things. We put our best foot forward in everything. But that's the thing. Um you can't help it because that's how it's created where why wouldn't why would you post a bad picture which then in turn gives this this illusion of a perfect life and unrealistic expectations of of yourself and and that's it's terrible because in this day and age too where social media has helped in giving out information and i believe that our generation now is the most informed generation there's ever been we have an answer to everything, and it's so accessible to us. It's it's right there. You can Google anything. It's at, Google is a is a verb now. Yeah, you know? that's true. And um, and I always say this. I remember when I when I was uh, with my with my staff. Right, uh, we'd have staff meetings, and I'd say, "You're not allowed to be dumb. You're not allowed to be stupid anymore because information is in your hands now." If you don't know the answer, I'd immediately think you're lazy because you can find the answer. You can learn anything on YouTube now. And, but that also being said, uh, my gosh, with all the information, it's, it's an overload for people. It's too much stimuli for people. Yeah, I agree on that. Like it, how do you explain it? You know, it is there and it kind of makes people lazy because they know that it's there. I can do it anytime I want, but it's a powerful tool that you have to wield um, with proper usage, proper judgment, 
but I still want to go back on influencers because I like talking shit about them a little bit. Okay, go um, for it. Because I've been to some of these events. Like, if you're an influencer listening, please read a book. Just, like, talk to people. Because I think one thing that happens with a lot of these influencers is they're so focused on their brand and their content, they forget to actually connect with people. And if you're an influencer, it's part of your yeah. job. Yeah. Be an influencer. Connect with people. I've been Because I've been to these events, okay? Go to these events. There's a lot of influencers there. And you try talking to them. And it's like, it's like talking to, I don't know, like a piece of wood sometimes. It's like, hey, yeah. how's it going? Like, you know, what do you think about this event? Uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, oh, what, what, do you, what do you do in like your spare time? You know, like you, you can't have a conversation with these people. Absolutely. And I yeah. remember it becomes so superficial that... That's a good word. You try talking to some people and the only thing they're really concerned about is how many followers you have. Yeah. You know, what's your content like? I remember one time I was talking to a girl and instead of asking for my phone number or, you know, contact information, she's like, oh, what's your Instagram? And she literally goes to my Instagram, starts scrolling through it in front of me, and she goes, wow, you have a lot of followers. Why? I'm like, what? What kind of question is that? Like, I don't know. That is true, though. I have been to a few of these events where, you know, you meet people, you make friends, you kind of network, and the first thing is like, um, yeah, let, let's, let's, uh, let's work together sometime. Um, let's link up. Yeah, sure. What's your Instagram? That's a, like, what? You want my number? You want my Instagram? And they go to Instagram. Follow me. I'll, I'll follow you. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? All right. Oh, it man. is kind of weird, man. I mean, sometimes it's just like that becomes the new norm that, hey, follow me on Instagram. Like, um, okay. I don't even know who you are, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and you follow people. Oh, I hate that. It's kind of weird. I've been, I've been kind of in this cleansing mode on social media where I've been unfollowing and unfriending people because I go through my friends list or people I follow and I'm like, who the fuck is this person? I don't even know who they are. I, I agree. It becomes very toxic. I've, um, I know it's been a joke <laughs> for the past few episodes now, but I felt like I had to do that where um, it's not a secret that I have two Instagrams. One is, is private. <laughs> it's, it's not a secret. It's just very confusing. Yeah, it's just very confusing. I'm sorry, guys, but... One is private, and I, I purposely keep it that way so that I, I don't post anything weird over there just for you guys who don't know, but it just makes me feel secure. As a, and then I have a public account where you can follow me anytime and uh, engage with me anytime. But there's that level where I, I put a not a wall, but just a little bit of distance between uh, where, where I can still feel comfortable, you know, because it can get very toxic. And when I say that too, we talk about influencers and uh, them influencing people. And I'd, I'd like to flip that over as well, where because there's influence, there's also a lot of access, you see. And that's that's a good point. And because of that access, it's also pretty scary because, um, you know, it's so easy to connect to people. And sometimes uh, it's not always good. It's not always positive. Sometimes... There's a lot of hate going around, and I've received some of that oh, too. Yeah. And I'm not cool with that because you get you get messages from people you don't know, who you've never met, who don't really know you, who exactly. just has an impression of who you are, but then you got a lot of hate for it, and you're just like, dude, you don't even know me. It's, it's scary because you know the side effects of that is like it creates a lot of anxiety. Agree. You know, people can. They can be even become suicidal. Like we we had some research that we did, um, or that we saw online. You know, a recent CDC study it was done late last year, 
it found that teen suicides jumped 56% from 2007 to 2017. And that kind of, co- uh, you know, coexists with social media coming out during that time. Oh my In gosh. the mid to early 2000s, you know, you got Instagram coming out. You have Twitter, Facebook, and it kind of gets more technical. I saw this. This is coming from psychcentral.com. Uh, there's actually a term for it. It's called social anxiety disorder. It's also known as social phobia. Wow. Um, it's an intense fear of possibly humiliating or embarrassing oneself in social situations. I feel that every now and then. I don't know about you, like growing oh, yeah. up in school, like I wouldn't raise my hand unless like I knew I was going to say something that's correct or not yeah. embarrassing. Um, but the thing is, you can't confuse this with shyness. Uh, social anxiety disorder is not shyness. It actually causes intense fear in the individual, which leaves them prone to avoid social situations for fear of saying or doing something they deem wrong. Wow. So if someone is, is experiencing this, you know, and it might be brought upon from bullying, you know, on social media or whatnot, they might just avoid social situations altogether. It's like, you know, I don't want even to deal with it. And it kind and, of sets it up that way, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think another thing is social media and phones kind of provide that outlet to not deal with social situations anymore. Agreed. Because if you think about it, imagine, bro, let's say you go to an outing with a friend and then they invite a bunch of other friends and then there's some other friends there. You only know maybe like out of the 10 people, maybe two or three people. It can be a little awkward, especially if you're not like a social butterfly. So what do oh, you do? Yeah. What do you usually do in that situation? Oh my gosh, you go on your go phone. On, you go on your phone, exactly. The problem with that though, especially if that becomes a habit, you don't get to practice your social skills. And I feel like nowadays- There's a uh, lot of I'm that. Gui- yeah, I'm guilty of it too sometimes. I try not to rely on my phone too much. Even Candy gets mad at me. She's like, you're always on your phone. Like, don't be on your phone. Especially if like, you know, there's people around us. No, it's I agree. kind of this bad escape that we rely on. No, I agree. And um I notice it with myself too. I notice it with, here's the thing. Uh, I'll give you a few examples. One, um, I don't know if it's the same with you, but I feel anxiety when someone calls me these days. Like when I, they phone call, yeah, they give you a, oh, when okay. they give me a phone call. Freaks, no, I agree. Freaks me out. I don't want to answer the phone. I suppose especially to, if you don't know the number. Yeah, if it's just a number, it'll freak me out. It will completely freak me out. I won't agreed, pick up. Agreed. What? But then I ask myself, why would I be freaked out? I have no reason to be freaked out. But I just don't. I feel that social social anxiety, and I didn't even know I had that until certain scenarios just like this pop up where I get freaked out, and I think about it. It's because of the text culture where you can just message someone. There's no need to call, or yeah. I could warn you before I call, and that's a thing. Back in the day. Hey man, there is no warning. Someone, your friend's just gonna call your house and ask for you, and your dad, your dad's gonna pick up. <laughs> He's gonna get pissed. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you wonder, you know, what changed along the way. I've I've been in that situation too, where so I try calling someone, they're like, "Don't call me, just text me." Yeah, and you, you just kind of accept it as the norm. But then if you step back and ask why, it's, maybe there's something in play there. You know, people yeah. just don't want to deal with social situations head on yeah you know instead of talking on the phone i'll just type you from the security of my yeah there's you know, the, there's texting that, or whatnot agree there's this sense of security when you're behind a screen as opposed to directly communicating with someone and i noticed this too like we were talking that from our age group that we've experienced life without the internet and moving slowly through the progression of technology where we kind of had that's what we're lucky for. I mean, I feel like we're lucky because we had that slow descent 
you know, as opposed to as opposed to kids just being born into it. It's just there. And I noticed this with, let's say, my nephews and nieces who are just born with technology and they're in their, you know, they're in their teens, like 18, 17, 15. And I can see the difference. Like uh, my nephew, he's so different. Like he's on his computer nonstop. And physically, like I'm like, dude, why don't you go out, play basketball, do something? He's not into it. He's just not into yeah. it. I'm not saying that it's wrong. He's a smart kid. But I'm just saying he's so socially awkward, right? You put him in front of people. He's just, I can see it. Like he's hes awkward. He doesn't know what to say. Um, and and that's rough. That's rough because they're so used to, let's, let's say this too. Um, if let's say I love Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I can just choose to surround myself with Star Wars everything. And I don't have to deal with you and your interests at all. You yes. see? But put but put in a social situation, I have to be able to give way and say, Oh, what are you interested in? Ah Yeah, because not everyone's gonna be into Star Wars. Exactly. Just like you are. Exactly. But then you take all of that out now and that's why you have all these social awkwardness going on. Because they don't know what to talk about anymore and they're disinterested. Yeah, I think one of the saddest sights I've seen, uh, I was at a restaurant eating dinner, um, and I remember looking at a family, and it was a really big family. Like, you could see the mom, the dad, they probably had like four or five kids, and you can see the, the grandma, the Lola at the end. Obviously, the Lola didn't have a cell phone. She was just sitting there, and you can see like all the kids just wow. on their cell phones, and the Lola's just like looking around, kind of like waiting for someone to look up so she can start talking to them. Dude, voila, like everyone's just on their phone. It's like a good, I was looking, just kind of glancing over. It's like a good five or 10 minutes. You just wow. look over it. Every time you look over, everyone's head is down on the cell wow. phone. And that's kind of sad because if you think about it, I'm pretty sure that was a weekend, you know, family time, which is big here in the Philippines, of course. But even though you're at family time, it's not really, there's no connecting going on. Exactly. And it's 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 crazy and and speaking of social the social dilemma we were talking about it earlier and how it's really an eye opener for us another thing i wanted to touch on too was with all the information that's being fed to us and the social media and all of these things you know you even wonder are your thoughts even your own at this point or are you just influenced to think a certain way to like certain things you know I don't know if That's I like. That's a good point. Yeah, That's I don't really know if I point. like Emily in Paris. I don't know. Netflix seems to think I do, and you don't. it's I don't. a garbage show. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. It's a shit show. Emily in Paris is a dumbass show. Spoiler. I haven't seen it, but dude, if it's you like everywhere. It, I really judge you. I am sorry, but not sorry. Dude, it's everywhere though. You see, it is, and and you're kind of forced to look into it. Like half of the people I know who like Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars nerd. I don't push it on people, but I know for a fact that because of pop culture and it's being force-fed to people, oh, I love Star Wars. No, you don't like Star Wars. <laughs> you know? Sound like a gatekeeper right now. No, you don't. You no, cannot like Star Wars. No, you don't. No, but I'm you saying... You don't deserve to like it. You don't deserve it. No, but it's one of many other things because it seems like people live for the likes and for the influence. It's, it's freaking me out. Like, uh, do you really think for yourself still or are you just influenced to like certain things eat hey you don't tell me that you haven't had sushi bake 
in this whole quarantine period. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. I was just thinking of Come that. Come on. I I had that experience too. Me and Candy kept seeing sushi bake on Instagram. And every time we saw it, it's like, oh my God, that's gross. Sushi isn't baked. I mean, the whole point of sushi is that it's raw fish. It's yeah. rolled in rice. Yep. You cut it. You serve it fresh. Why the hell would you want to bake it? Oh, yeah. But of course... Here Dude, like for the, what is it, the last couple of months, all you see online, sushi bake, sushi bake, sushi bake. So I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I didn't like it, to be honest. We did end up, we ended up buying it, and I said, this is stupid. Oh my it, God. It's okay, but I wouldn't, bu- I wouldn't buy it again. Uh, yeah, I bet you bought Ube Pandesal or someone gave you some. That shit is good. Right? That shit is delicious. I remember I brought some of that back home to the Philippines, or to the Philippines, to the U.S. Uh, for my mom. Just as pasalubong, and she was like, "Why didn't you bring more? <laughs> this is so good." And I was like, "I just wanted you to try." It. And she's like, "Next time, bring more. bring more." I brought her like a little bag of it, and oh, that stuff's good, man. Wow, I am on the ube panisal hype train. Yep, but one of many, many, many hype trains that has come about in this whole quarantine period. None of which you would have found out if not for social media influencing you to get into it. No, agreed. Yeah, that is, I mean, if you want to look at it on the other side, social media can make people close-minded, but it can also make you open-minded because like you said, you see these people posting something or talking about something, it kind of opens your mind. You're like, what is that? I've never tried that or I never thought of that. So it can go both ways. Um, I think in general, you know, as a person, just try not to be too close-minded. You can have your beliefs, but, you know, be out there a little bit. Like we said before, just... Be an open book a little bit. Interact. But okay, I kind of want to touch on this because you mentioned kids. I'm curious. Do you think nowadays kids should be allowed to have self uh, to have cell phones? If not, should there be like an age, uh, appropriate age that they get them? What do you think? Well, personally, I don't think kids should be allowed anywhere near a phone until maybe high school. Maybe until they're 15 or 16. Where yeah. they'll be able to handle all the information. I think kids should be kids. I think they should interact with other kids, play, imagine stuff, you know. And and I think it's... I'm sorry, parents. I know it's tough to be a parent. I know my sister's kids grew up with me when I was... And I would take care of them, so I know. Uh, and I personally think it's lazy parenting to just shove a tablet up, you know. Shove, shove a tablet on your child's face and just play I don't know whatever and just baby shark yeah a pig yeah and just let them stay there and sit there so that they keep quiet okay sure it's a band-aid solution but these kids are not fully functional human beings because that's all they know how to do I have a yeah, niece it's crazy because right out of the womb you know the first thing they're holding on to is an iPad I, yeah they're holding to a cell phone exactly my niece at one point, had an Australian accent. It freaked me out. <laughs> because she was watching... I forgot what uh, what's show. What's the show? It's not Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig is British. British. She also had a British accent at one point. It oh, was God. starting to freak me out. There was this... That, oh, my God. That's gosh. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who are you? Who are you? And why do you have a distinctly English accent? Oh, my God. But, yeah, there you go. And what do you think? Uh, no, I agree. I think... 
I don't think kids need to be having phones until high school or so because when they get to high school that's when they start driving they start having to like maybe go out doing projects for school or you know extracurricular activities but if you're a kid especially a younger kid you know you're mostly just going from school school to home um, you're not really needing to be out there why why does a kid that who's like seven or eight years old need to be on Instagram or Twitter agree you know what I mean and you're you're molding these children's minds right and like i said as great as the internet can be there's also a lot of dark things in there and for them to be exposed to things like they can easily google murder right i'm just saying yeah that is that is a scary thought i mean we talk about the internet being such a great tool there is a dark side to it you know there is stuff out there that kids don't need to be seeing they don't need to be seeing and Unfortunately, uh, I also wanted to touch on this too. In this day and age, um, everything is on hyperdrive and social media has has really pushed people like, for example, uh, my thoughts on on the promotion of, of lust and excess. Let's talk about lust too. An eight-year-old yeah. will have access to, they just need to open Instagram, dude. And there's like half-naked girls uh with their butts out it's so easy to find or they can just google like basic just doing it for the likes you know what i mean like we talked about this in our pre-prep like one thing that's crazy is like someone maybe will want to post a picture on instagram um it could be a guy or girl you know and like post like a selfie or whatever and they might think to themselves yeah this is a good picture but maybe if i take my shirt off Maybe if I show my cleavage a little more. Oh, yeah. Maybe if I flex my muscles. You know, it's like these little things that you don't really think about it. But what are you doing it for? Yeah. Who are are you trying to please? Exactly. And you don't realize the mindset that you're starting to create for people where sexually, you know, uh, sexualizing people is, is normal. Like looking at a girl and just seeing them in a, in, in, Barely anything is normal to you and you start thinking that that's fine and you keep looking for it. And so when put in real life, real life scenarios, all of a sudden you're overly sexualized and social media does that to you. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, social media isn't 100% reality. And, you know, we I'm sure a lot of people see that, you know, what you see in social media is not always what you're going to get in real life. And I've seen that. I've seen people. And this is really crazy. Like, I'll see people on social media, like an influencer or a celebrity or whatever, and then I actually see them in person. And, dude, I kid you not, they look so different. Oh, yeah. And Because of all these filters, you know, you can change things. Oh I didn't even God, know. Yes. Like, you can yes. edit your face. Dude, one of the scariest things I saw, there's this app where, say, you take a picture and you're not smiling. Dude, the app can make your mouth look like it's you're actually smiling. Oh, my it's God. It's kind of creepy. To be honest, it's really creepy. It looks like some horror movie shit. Oh my god, you remember that meme where they said, Sige, filter pa more, so that when you get lost, we wouldn't be able to find you because <laughs> we wouldn't recognize you. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because like, you're starting to blur reality so much that if someone sees you in person, someone sees you in person, they're like, holy shit, you, you look different. You, <laughs> you look look, dif- don't look the same. Which again makes you, hey, and here again, going back to, to our point, even these filters... Um, they they make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, they can, man, because you're trying to attain this like fake sense of beauty. And we talked about this. The one thing, another thing that really is a pet peeve of mine, and I guess you could call it kind of the Kardashian body. 
mm-hmm. I feel like card the Kardashians, you know, say what you want about them. They made their legacy. They're they're stupid rich, you know, billions of dollars. True. But I feel like the Kardashian body has kind of deformed and changed the standard of beauty where yeah. girls and maybe even guys, you know, they think that they have to get surgery done to fit this mold. Yes. And I'm not trying to be on a soapbox and saying like, you know, beauty is beauty or whatever, but like if you start having to go to a surgeon like doing all these things just so you can feel pretty i feel like that's kind of bad yeah you know i feel like that's a big problem i agree i mean there's there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself i'm all for it um but there just has to be a limit you know you go you see all these um shows about botched surgeries and man Oh yeah, uh, hell, that's really sad. It's sad and scary, and oh my gosh, I, you know, and again, where does this come from? Where does this come from? Where, yes, surgeries has been around for years. I'm just saying, but it's amplified now to a level where people get butt implants. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, for the likes, man. I mean, you see, if you go on Instagram, not gonna lie, if you go through my feed, sometimes you'll just see like girls you know and like sometimes you see these bodies it's like how does that even how do you walk with that like your legs are so small your butt is humongous and then your tummy is small again and then your boobs are huge you're like a walking like balloon animal yeah how are the proportions working how is how is the physics of this how is this happening right now you know for me i just think it's weird it's it's almost uh it's it, it looks deformed but again like you know with social media that starts to become the norm like this is what beauty looks like so for me it's it's a bit weird it's a bit odd i agree and here's the thing too brother with our you'll notice this too with with men and women their taste that's why a lot of these people are not in relationships or are just messing around it's because one you you think to yourself that i have so much options right now uh with with all of these apps i have options and number right <laughs> you think you do you think you do brother let me tell you you don't and number two also their their um perception of what a woman looks like has changed with all the filters and the body shaping apps and all of that for them that's what a woman looks like so if they're you know they're faced with an actual woman one they don't know how to talk to them Two, they overly sexualize them. And then three, they're never good enough because they'll never be hot oh, enough man. for them. That's really sad. So I think, yeah, all of us, if if you're going down that road, maybe just take a step back. You know, social media isn't an end-all. And social media isn't like, you know, it's kind of like reality TV. What you see on reality TV and social media, trust me, it not all of it is real. That um, is but okay, true. let's not all focus on the negative. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. Um, let's focus on some positive, of course. We, we like to keep things, you know, positive and balanced, I guess. That's um, true. There's a lot of good things that have arisen from social media and all these technologic, technological advancements. I agree. Um, we were talking about what are some of them for you that I guess you're thankful we're living in 2020 and the stuff that we have nowadays. Yeah. Well, for one, I have enjoyed memes. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. So I have friends. You have those friends where you just literally you don't talk. You just send each other memes. memes yeah. So that in itself has been fantastic for me. That brings uh, a lot of joy. In my that life. has bring a lot of joy in my life. To I love how it has made the world a smaller place. Um, we've been talking about 
um, being living in the Philippines, living in a different country. I have family uh, all over the place. I currently I'm in Manila, but I have family in Baguio, and then I have family back in the states. And back then, I remember uh, it really felt like when I when I moved to Abu Dhabi. If you if you listen to our past episode, I really felt lonely when I was there because um, to be able to to the internet wasn't as good yet that FaceTime would be just a pixelated image of someone and and it would just keep cutting um and it, I, re- I remember those days <laughs> yeah and it was i felt super lonely and then fast forward uh to when i was living in malaysia it felt as though the world was smaller where i had access to my friends i was in malaysia and we were chatting all the time you and i and that was great i had access to my family to my friends and the world felt smaller and i would see what they were up to with their lives if they were eating out if they were you know and i loved i loved that it felt like even if i was far away i was still part of their lives somehow and social media does that and that's a great thing it's so funny that you mentioned that i was going to mention that too about you being in Malaysia. And I remember we were able to still talk to each other. We could video chat. You could check in on me. I could see how you're doing. True. Um, dude, um, I can't even imagine looking back. I remember I always had to buy phone cards if I wanted to call my family. Oh my dude, I had to buy phone cards. I have to buy them you know, uh, at the little stalls before I had to use Skype. Because I re- if I remember, Skype yeah, was the only Sk- way you Skype could easily call people. Um, but then now we have FaceTime. Facebook Messenger, dude, you just go down the list: Viber, WhatsApp, Telegram. Oh, yeah, and it's all We're so spoiled. Yeah, there's access, and it's in essence, it's technically free. I mean, yes, you do pay for internet, but yeah, for the most part, you're right. I remember how much it cost me to call uh, internationally. The 100 peso in globe. I remember this uh, a telco provider in the Philippines. 100 peso call card. Which is about what's a hundred pesos? Like two dollar call card would get you six. Yeah. Would get you about six minutes. Yeah, exactly. I would buy. I think if I remember, I would buy like the one thousand peso one. Yeah. And you'd have to. You'd have to call first and check your balance. It's like you now have six hundred and twenty-two pesos. And like you have to make sure that you don't, you know, go over. You'd be like, "Oh, mom, my, I'm about to run out. And I'm, about to run out. <laughs> I'm gonna buy another card. I'll call no, you later." Buy. And this is yeah. what this is my theory on why '90s rap is amazing because we were all trained to speak as fast as we can with as much information. <laughs> oh, as we can. <laughs> right? Like, you gotta be able to spit it. Yeah. Like, hi, mom. I'm going to like say everything you have to say in six minutes because that's as long as you can afford. So exactly. say everything. <laughs> exactly you got to be quick with your tongue yeah um but yeah i mean again social media it's a great tool um make sure you use it responsibly um because you can affect a lot of people you may not know it you know we're not all influencers or whatever but if you're using social media you know you might be influencing someone in a good or bad way exactly so you be might aware of that yeah you might not be influencing hundreds of thousands but anyone who's you're still in a platform to influence whether it be just something you ate it's going to affect people around you so you better understand the kind of power that you have and be responsible about it yeah all right last but not least what are some ways uh that you make sure that you're detaching from your devices and social media okay uh i have two things i do 
one uh, every month for the past, I don't know, couple of years, I do purposely have a social media fast where I do shut down um, and get off the grid. I still keep my messenger and stuff where people can contact me, but um, you'd be surprised how difficult it is to, to shut down and, and pull away from social media. I, so I shut down Instagram, Facebook, and any other thing uh, I have for at least a week, and it's very refreshing. And the second thing I do is on my phone, I have something called a wind down function where at a certain time, Ooh. yeah, so at a certain time, uh, I think my wind down is at 10 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. It's from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. So basically, my phone just um, shuts down apart from messages and uh, important phone calls. Um, my phone just turns black and white. And <laughs> so it's very unappealing to it go. Sounds, it yeah. sounds scary. Yeah. Okay. And, so, it, and it, it's effective for you. Um, yeah, it's been effective for me uh, to, to kind of just put my phone down. Because it's been a habit too, don't you notice? Like when you're bored or in between things, you just automatically pull your phone out and just take a look. Yeah, it's a really bad habit of mine, man. Like I sometimes pull up my phone and I forget why I grabbed for it in the first place. Like what am I even doing with this? Yeah, I'm not put even... It down. Exactly. Not even trying to do anything. You just... There it is. So those are my two. How about you? Okay. Um, recently, I've been trying to be more aware of my screen time because I was surprised. The other day, I'm um, an iPhone user. I got on my phone and I have the screen time um, function. So I checked it. I was like, I wonder how many hours a day I've been on. Dude, I've been on like average was like six hours a day. Mm-hmm. That's so long, man. If you think about it in a day, 24 yeah. hours, you're asleep for eight hours. So you have about 16 hours to do anything. Let's say you work eight hours. So that's another, you're at 16. Out of those last eight hours, you're spending six of those hours just on your phone. That's horrible, man. That's horrible. That's horrible. So I'm trying to be more aware of that. Like I make sure if I see that it's starting to get high, I'm like, okay, I need to put my phone away. Like I'll put it on a charger far away from me that I can't reach in. I'll try doing something else. Uh, Another thing that we started doing is we are lucky enough at our condo building to have like an open area. Mm. It's like a little garden area, mezzanine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me and Candy, what we've been doing uh, probably the last couple weeks is around the afternoon after we finish our work or anything we're doing, we go down to the mezzanine. I bring a book with me. uh, I bring my phone with me, but I put my phone on the ground so I don't touch it. Mm -hmm. I read my book and Candy... Uh, she reads her Bible, so ah, it, it's it's a good fantastic. way for us to kind of like just unload, um, you know, not not any not get too much on social media. It's like once you get your fix, cleanse it a little bit, read. Trust me, man. Like I've I've fallen in love with reading again. Agree, yeah, dude. Because reading is so different. I used to do it so much as a kid, and I feel like as a kid I was really I was really sharp. Yeah, and I feel like because I stopped reading, it kind of. It makes you dumb. You yeah, I mean? no, it's true. It's true. And you have it's to... It's like exercise for your brain, basically. Agree. And you have to set time for that. That's one of the things I do, too, is that uh, I purposely wake up earlier than normal so that I can set aside time to uh, be quiet, like just to be with myself. Um, uh, a lot of people might not know, but I am a Christian, and so I do... I do my quiet time in the mornings. I do read my Bible in the morning. And then when I'm done, I do go over my books 
and I start reading until the day starts to, to, to move because you have to purposely do it because social media is so easy that you really don't notice. And it's a drug, man. It is like a drug. You kind of need that hit. I think one mm. thing that would be good is if you can, try not to make it the first thing you do. Even if you just get up, use the bathroom, brush your teeth, make your bed. Try doing that. I've, I've been trying to do that. I'll be honest. It's not 100% successful. But if you try doing that before you start getting that hit, yeah, it makes a difference because you start your day off, you start being productive, and you start feeling like, okay, I don't really need to check my phone all the That's time. That's true. I know I heard people, um, they purposely leave their phones um, in their living room and not bring it yeah. to the bedroom. I think that's a smart thing to do too. That helps too. And it's funny because I remember watching The Social Dilemma. If you guys haven't watched it yet, please try to check it out. It's on Netflix. I remember when they talked to the executives of like Twitter, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, all the guys there, I remember them asking them, it's like, would you allow your kids to use social media? And like all of them said no. And even some of them said, it's like, when we go to bed, we don't even bring our phones in the room. And I guess they would know, right? <laughs> but, yeah, and it's just kind of it's kind of eye opening that the people that have created these uh, programs and these social media networks they don't even use it themselves. It says right. something. That says something. And you know, um, social media and technology is supposed to be able to support your life and not be your life. You know, it's supposed to make things easier, but it shouldn't take away from you living uh, a life in reality in commune with other people and all of that stuff and all of that good stuff too. Yeah, know? that's really well said. I agree with that. And I think another thing that can help is you'd be surprised. Maybe just turn off some notifications. You don't always have to have your phone, you know, pinging every time you get a new message or if you get a new like. I remember I had a friend who was still new to social media and he had his Instagram set that anytime somebody liked one of his photos, it would pop up on his phone. Oh, Dude, God. within an hour, his battery died. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, bing, 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 bing. So, and yeah. obviously, if you if you see that light, you know, pop up, of course, you're going to grab your phone. So if you can, like, I notice, like, I don't need all these notifications. I don't need to know that, you know, someone just signed on to Facebook or someone posted a new photo. So I'm trying to kill these notifications. So I have that uh, less of an urge to grab my phone. Exactly. And yeah, and if you're listening now and anywhere in the world we were talking about, you know, uh, like I said, social media is, it should be a tool, it should be fun, but don't ever think that that's reality and that it should be a means for you to compare yourself uh, to other people and stuff like that. Uh, it should be fun, so keep it fun. Don't, don't, don't be stressed about it. Don't let it stress you out. And... Um, it should just be meant for fun and connecting and being social with people. So, so continue to do that. Um, it's great to be a fan. It's great to idolize people. It's great to, you know, but just know where, like they say, anything in excess is wrong. And that can That's also, true. and so social media in excess can be very wrong. No, and, and, and I agree with that. And, you know, with what you're saying, just to be on a serious note real quick, we, we have a lot of listeners in the U.S. We have a lot of listeners here in the Philippines, of course. You know, if you are someone, you know, who's struggling with suicidal thoughts, possibly, you can call the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's at 1-800-273-8255. Uh, they're open 24-7, so you can call them or chat them online. 
And if you're here in the Philippines like us, mm -hmm. uh, Hopeline is also a 24-7 suicide prevention and crisis support helpline here in the Philippines. You can call them. Uh, their PLDT number is 02-804-4673. And their globe hotline is 0917-558-4673. That's so. right. Mental yeah. health is a priority. Taking care of yourself is a priority. And being surrounded with with joy and, and, and positivity is, is important too. And so And memes. Don't And memes. memes. And memes will really <laughs> help you. If not for anything, I am in my thirties. I am still on nine gag and I am not ashamed. Memes and the puppers. Oh my oh, god. Yes. I also have friends. I have friends too that literally we just send each other memes or videos of dogs <laughs> oh i love dogs dogs are the best oh my gosh you so, saw my story yeah it's, it's about a dog shampooing yes, another dog yeah i saw that i love that but yeah oh man anyways we hope uh you guys learned a little something um from social media and everything for me and randy that's pretty much it for this episode of the dumb things podcast again thank you so much for tuning in and making it this far into the episode we really appreciate all your support uh, you can follow me on social media. It's so funny. We've been spending the yeah. last hour talking about how social media is bad. But if you do want to connect with us, you know, moderately, yeah. uh, you can follow me. I'm at I am Steven Silva. Yeah. And uh, you can also find me on social media at uh, underscore Randy Salvador. Uh, please feel free to connect. Um, be positive about it. Um, and yeah. And you can also send us an email which is also cool for topics that you want us to discuss or if you have questions uh, at the dumb things podcast at gmail.com. Because to be honest, we're actually, Stephen and I uh, have been thinking of maybe having a segment in our show called the mailbag segment. I don't yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I would, love, yeah. I would love to hear from you guys. We would love to hear from you guys. If you have maybe uh, some questions, you want some advice, we will put our heads together and we'll try our best to help you. Yeah, that would be cool. So that's it for us, my man. Yeah, I will see you in the next episode. We will see you in the next episode. But not only that, one last thing. Oh, I yeah. hate it because we've been talking about social media. We now have a, an official Twitter and Instagram oh, page. Oh, yeah. You can slide in our podcasts. DMs over there, too. Oh, yeah. Feel free. Uh, we have our official podcast, Twitter and Instagram. It is at Dumb Things Pod. So you can check us out there. Yeah. And again, we will see you all in the next episode of the Dumb Things Podcast. See you guys. Bye. Bye.